A new edition joins us on the Seco Sports Forum. Sherm Chester in studio along with Sam Bruno and a new guest host. Welcome aboard to Coach Rich Kane. Thank you. Thanks yeah, for having me. This is great to have you on board. I mean, you know, you've been sitting next to Coach Bill Taylor for many moons doing the broadcast of the Exeter Blue Hawks and doing a great job, mind you. Uh, Troy Aikman and Tony Romo are, are really worried. You guys uh, are a well-oiled machine as a team, and all the burden is on your shoulders today, Rich. you gotta, you got to come, you gotta come with your A game. So okay. uh, we had a uh, busy week in sports, and the Blue Hawks, your take of what you saw, I mean, did the Blue Hawks gain anything out of playing this team? Oh, I, I, I certainly believe they gained something out of it. It's, it's a team you've never seen before. We had limited scouting reports on them, although we had some film and um, we did have a guy, a couple guys go up and, and watch, but very limited. Um, first time looking at them. Uh, so did we gain something? Um, I'm, we certainly did, just on the fact that they had some good players. They had uh, a couple of excellent running quarterbacks and both of them could throw the ball so we don't see a, a, a ton of that all the time but it's certain we had to be sharp in the passing game and we, we had to be ready to play i think the thing that i got away from it rich was the fact that um the blue hawk secondary got a chance to play a little pass defense. Uh, we've never seen as many passes at Eustis Field as we saw this past That's Saturday true. with Vermont throwing the ball almost every play. And you're, you're correct. Uh, uh, Destito and Cheer, the two quarterbacks for um, Champlain Valley, uh, they were a real test. So, you know, the Blue Hawks that usually play seven, eight men in the box no, couldn't they, play it on Saturday. No, they certainly couldn't. They were challenged to be in coverage. and. Um, I, th I think that for the most part they did a great job. They kept most of it in front of them. Right. We didn't see many get uh, many long passes get behind him. I'm sure that was one of the uh, coaching strong points of the week. Nothing behind you, nothing behind you, because right. these guys can throw. And I got to be honest, I was impressed with Decido. He uh, he had some poise in the uh, in in the uh, playing quarterback. Uh, he was able to take his time before he had to throw, and he was looking. He was always looking downfield, looking for receivers. Um, that being said, for the most part, we only rushed three, so, you know, a five-on-three up right. front, and mm -hmm. we still have to get some pressure on them as well and move them around a little bit. I don't think I've ever seen as many long plays before. Oh. Kick returns for touchdowns, 70-plus yard runs from scrimmage. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's going on here? Uh, well, I mean, we took some notes during that game, and uh, uh, we ran three plays and scored two touchdowns. Right. Of, of really long runs, but what impressed me about that, about the running game was they were both trap plays, they were coming up the middle, uh, and Vermont had obviously done some scouting, they had nine guys in the box, right. and we were still able to get a body on a body, uh, move the linebackers out of the way, and for the most part, both times the running backs were maybe touched but not really threatened to be tackled. And, and it was just off to the races once you got to the second level. And the final score? 35-14. to 35-14. The Blue Hawks go 2-0 and now. They are. And, you know, the, this is just a weird schedule. You have a home game against Portsmouth, you win. You have an interstate battle against Vermont that you win. But now you've got to go three games on the road. Uh, you've right. got to play Salem. Then you've got the rivalry at Winnicunnan. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the Division II Timberland Owls moving up into Division I. Three interesting, tough away games coming up for the Hawks. So this was a good tune-up. I mean, this was, a, this was a definitely a good tune-up game. 
Oh yeah, I I, I think it was. Um, and and Sam's right. Uh, the next three all the way. It's it's a different atmosphere. You know, you're not at home anymore. It'll be interesting to see how we how we do on the road. So, coach, in, of all the teams we got coming up, are, are there any teams that are situational quarterback? teams like we just saw. I, I don't think we're, we're going to see what we saw last week with okay. the Vermont. Okay. Uh, it's, we're we're going to see some passes, obviously, uh, and Salem will throw the ball. They, mm. they will. They're capable of doing it, but nothing like we've seen now mm. uh, with, with the Vermont game. So uh, Timberlane, uh, tough. Yeah. They are a tough program. They always have been. They're coming off a Division II state champ last year. Um, I'm sure they're excited to be back in D1, and they're going to be home against the Hawks there too. And years ago, as you, as you remember, we played them all the time. It was always a tough game. It was. So um, I think the next three are important for the, the Hawks as they as part of their schedule. I mean, obviously, the winner kind of game. Uh, yeah, big no matter what. Rivalry. Yeah. You have to raise a little bit of an eyebrow about Winnicunit being 0-2 right off yeah. the bat like that. I mean, that, that Ryan Francoeur and his club are always there, mm -hmm. you know, uh, certainly against Exeter. You know, the, 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 that game is always going to be a, a close, tough battle. Yeah. That game will be in Hampton this year. And the Blue Hawks, don't, again, don't return to Eustace Field until October 7th against Bedford. And you got the Green Wave, too. They're having a resurgence. Yeah. Yep. So it's going to be interesting when we go with that Dova. Um, question I asked Coach Taylor last show, Rich, is uh, you're a coach, so, and, and you've got the kids that are coming up. You've got the freshmen. And, I do. And that's your responsibility to, to help build that program. And, and we have had a successful program for many moons here under Coach Ball. And, and thanks to the Seahawk program, yes. they, they feed us some good players, and now you've, you get to mold them. So I guess my question was the same one I asked Coach Taylor. How is it you, you motivate these guys? Now, they know some of them that it's going to be a couple of years before they actually get into a, a, a varsity game. Only a few exceptions that rule. So how do you, how do you, how do you keep them motivated, focused? Well, um, I think Coach DiMarino, the head coach of the freshmen, he does a good job with with selling the program itself. I mean, they know when they come up to us as freshmen that it's different now. Mm -hmm. You're in the high school level and you're treated differently and you're gonna play some hard teams. And, but we wanna, we wanna incorporate them into the Blue Hawk program itself. That's why, you know, we, uh, they're, they're in the weight room be, in the summer of their, their freshman year before they actually come to school. They're, they're in the weight room. They're getting introduced to the, the the coaching staff, they're getting introduced to other players, you know, from seniors, uh, senior captains that are leading them. Um, then we get them in the weight room as well, and then we, we teach them the Blue Hawk way. And, and, and there is something to the Blue Hawk way. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're disciplined. Um, we we want to be focused. Uh, we want to win the award for the, um, the, the program that's, you know, Sportsmanship, sportsmanship yeah. award all yeah. the time. We yeah. preach that constantly. So they get it from the time they enter the freshmen till the time they're, they're seniors. And we think that's important. Um, we approach the, the game the same way the varsity does. We, we walk the same way they do. And, um, and there's a reason for, for that. And um, so they buy into the program so that they know they're going to play as freshmen. They, they play games as sophomores. And they're in the game as JVs. And the kids that are more advanced, 
they'll see some time in the varsity level. So by the time they hit their junior and senior year, they're fully immersed in the Blue Hawk program. Mm -hmm. um, and that's our job as freshman coaches to make sure they stay and they have a good experience when they're with right. us. And every single kid plays every single game. Sure. And that's played out by the numbers that the Blue Hawks yeah, have every, every year. Yeah. I mean, that's always the interesting thing that you look when you, when you see the opposing team and you see the Blue Hawk team mm -hmm. and you just see the number of students who are dressed for those games. Right. I mean, it's a little intimidating just looking at the Blue Hawk sideline with all those yeah. players there. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. And, and uh, you know, and, and that even goes with the uh, Pinkerton and, Lon and Londonderries of the world that uh, are turning out a lot of a lot of students as oh, well. Yeah, for sure. What about your freshman program? I mean, uh, yeah, I know uh, you've got a similar uh, schedule, but do you have any? Uh... Yeah, we've had, uh, we've been at it since, um... In August, we start the same day that the varsity starts. We don't go double sessions, but we've been at it for a little bit. We've had two games so far. We, we, we won in Portsmouth to start the season. Uh, we had a setback against Londonderry last week, but it is what it is. We'll just learn from that. We yeah. turn the page. And the record for the freshmen isn't um, paramount. I mean, that's right. not what we're there for. We're right. there to get them to play, teach them the game, and, right. and get them ready for next year. I was just curious if you had been checking the NHIA schedule and if you saw any surprises on, you know, in the standings or... In football? In football, yeah. Well, certainly the Winnicott situation is number one. Right. I mean, you don't, didn't expect the Warriors to go 0-2 to start the mm -hmm. season. No. Um, and the Spalding Red Raiders. I mean, Spalding, right, Spalding has looked very, very good. They have an in-conference win and they have an interstate win. They beat a main team, I think it was Edward Little. It uh, was. In, uh, the first week. So uh, uh, Spalding's a surprise. You mentioned Dover, Sherm. Um, but, you know, you've got uh, Pinkerton, Pinkerton and Londonderry, you know, are going to be in that central division that are going to be the powerhouses. Um, haven't got a read yet on Girton, and Bedford's lost the game. Bedford, I was, in, I was surprised that Bedford fell uh, already. They, they've got, they lost a lot of seniors last year. So uh, those, those are my impressions in the first couple of weeks, but it's early. And Londonderry, they, they traveled uh, to Rhode Island to take on a team from down there. That they did. Bishop Hendrickson High School. Yeah, and they're a real powerhouse um, down there. And they're powerhouse and uh, nationally ranked. And uh, uh, They lost. They, lo they but, lost. But yeah. I think you, you, Richard, maybe it was you that said that you know, these games are good tune-ups. I mean, the Blue Hawks got some experience with a, a real good team from Vermont. Uh, Londonderry went down to Rhode Island. So... And, and last week I was talking to Roger Brown about it. I said, you know, maybe this is good. This is two teams that should be in the finals down the road. Mm -hmm. This is good for them. I mean, I, I, I'm sure Londonderry would have preferred to win, but it's what you learn from playing somebody that you're not used to. And if you my, can come out of that unscathed injury-wise, I mean, it's, it's definitely a win. My understanding with the out-of-state games is that they do count and they will be figured in the rating at the end of the season for your playoff situation. Okay. And again, we do put an asterisk or an exclamation point about the playoffs this year for everyone. The playoffs are totally different this year in high school football than right. in years past. Um, you're going to get, you've got three divisions, the East, the Central, and the West Division. Um, you're going to get the three teams, uh, I believe, uh, who win their divisions are going to get a bye. And then there's going to be 13 teams that are going to make it out of the 21 teams mm -hmm. are going to be in the playoffs. So there's going to be four rounds of playoffs. There's going to be a preliminary round, a quarterfinal round, a semifinal round, and the final game for the first time ever in New Hampshire high school football history will be played after Thanksgiving. Let's go to uh, 
the UNH Wildcats. They had a great oh, week. Wow. wow, two in a row. Exactly. We, uh, we saw their opening win uh, against Monmouth, which was very impressive for the Wildcats. Uh, congratulations to Coach Rick Santos on his uh, first win as head coach of the UNH Wildcats. And then they go to Albany mm. uh, this past week, and they win a squeaker, 28-23, against Albany. So 2-0 for the Wildcats. Just so refreshing after losing their last six or seven to end the season last oh, year yeah. to come out and go 2-0 right off the bat. And... Uh, Shrem, you and I will be there in the next Wildcat game, which yep. will be coming up um, against a new team um, to the division, yeah. which is North Carolina Central. Central. So uh, Eagles. The Eagles. Eagles. I, again, I don't, I don't have any background on that team. I don't know what to expect against that squad. But again, it's going to be a UNH home game. Uh, so the Wildcats have a shot there as well. I think that Albany uh, game was very important because it's just one of those ones where we were snake bit against Albany for, I think, five years in a row. Exactly. So yeah. we needed that one, and now it just keeps the mo flowing and, and going at, at Wildcats Stadium. After the Central game, um, they're going to go to Towson in Maryland, and then they play their FBS team, mm -hmm. which is Western Michigan. Right. Um, so that's going to be a tough one in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, I have never been in Kalamazoo. You have a gal in Kalamazoo? <laughs> that's an old reference, believe me. And then me. after that, on October oh, 8th, man. it's homecoming against Stony Brook. And uh, before we change gears and go back, I want to go back to uh, the school boy and girl sports. Uh, but one more note in football. Patriots. Rich, I'll let you lead off on that one. What was your take on that first Patriots game against Miami? Well, um, certainly not a great start for the Pats. Um, I don't know if it's entirely une unexpected, uh -huh. but um, it's we're used to winning, and it's kind of hard to to watch that. But if that's the, what the growing pains are, that's what they are. But that, so. that situation with the offensive coordinator and, and offensive line, and it, it was, I don't know, there's something there that just ain't working, you know. And and Mac Jones, they dumbed it down supposedly so it would be easier for the offensive. Uh, team to go out there and, you know, have a play. It didn't, they don't look like they're on the same page at all. Uh, he can't continue to take the hits that he's taken right. expect to be standing up straight after a little bit. Um, yeah, he took a couple of real good shots in that game. And, uh, you know, like if, again, I was disappointed. Well, they lost. But also, Hunter Long didn't see much of any no. time. I saw him at the end of the game on the yeah. field, but right. I think that was just in scrub time. I, I, I hope they give him a shot. I really do. I mean, what have they got to lose? I kept hearing about this new coach of theirs, uh, you know, how a, a different type of coach he is, and, you know, a positive type of guy. And, you know, so I thought, hey, maybe he will get a shot. Mm -hmm. So, time Well, you know, it's only what, second year. What, one of the things I noticed during the opening game of the NFL weekend was the fact that the teams that played their starters during preseason did very well and the teams didn't, who did not play their starters at all during preseason were a little out of whack. Yeah. Um, so I think this was a fourth preseason game for the mm -hmm. Patriots. Yeah. Um, and, and you know I think their next performance will be better. So a question for Rich about Hunter Long. You had the chance to coach him. Very coachable kid, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, so, you know, I, I, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I can't see why this new guy that's in charge of the Dolphins doesn't say, hey, New team, you know, let's, let's start clean. Yeah, I mean, well, it's certainly different from a freshman football player to where he is right now, but um, I'm sure he's had coaches all along that, right. that see him. He's obviously a talented young man, and uh, the, the talent will eventually win through. Yeah. Um, 
And if, you know, if the Dolphins aren't smart enough to use him, I hope you know, he gets to go with a team that would, because there's plenty out there to use a good tight end. The other question I wanted to ask you two gentlemen about the NFL picks for the end of the season right now, from what you saw in week one. I mean, are you, will you stick with what you were? Well, it's, it's hard to, to not see Buffalo as the, uh, the front runner, at least in the East. I mean, they were methodical right. in their opener. Um, and, and they still made some mistakes, but they looked really good defensively. They looked great against the Super Bowl champs. So um, if you're looking in the East, I'm, I'm looking there with the Buffalo Bills. And what about, I, what about the NFC, though? Huh. Tampa Bay? Is, is Brady coming again? Well, we, I, I mean, I watched Tampa Bay play. They couldn't score a touchdown. I mean, yeah. right. he still goes down and drives them in there. like, And that man can still throw the football. Oh, boy, did he sing it. Um, he can still throw. Uh, <laughs> But, I mean, they're, they're going to be in the mix just because of who's quarterbacking them. True. So. Again, first, first week of the season, mm. special teams were brutal all over the yeah, league. Yeah. I mean, they were missing kicks. They were fumbling the ball. I mean, mm -hmm. again, that, that fourth preseason game, maybe they need four preseason <laughs> season games mm -hmm. to, get, to get things together. But I totally agree with Rich. Buffalo looked, Buffalo looked awesome. Uh, I, don't think, uh, I don't think anybody could touch them, you know, as long as they stay healthy. Again, yes. that's, yeah, always, well, that's yeah. always the key. And uh, in the NFC, you know, Dallas's quarterback goes down now for a while. Uh, Green Bay doesn't look great. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I was very impressed by Seattle the other night and Geno Smith, uh, the, way that, the way that he played in that, that nationally televised ball game. I don't expect anybody to run away with anything in the NFC this year. Right? Seattle, you brought them up. As, they've got the ugliest. <laughs> they look like they're, they're security. They look like they should be, you know, rounding the stadium in security with those fluorescent yeah, green. I mean, come on. They're pretty bright. They're trying to sell Nike stuff. Oh. I mean, wow. that's it. Well, Russell Wilson, uh, you know, had his shot the other night. Then they took him out uh, to try that. What was it? 64-yard. Yeah, 64-yard yep. field goal. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm, I was so confused this week, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Sunday, <laughs> night, Sunday night, I got Tarico and Collinsworth, and then Monday night, I've got Buck and Aikman on ABC. That's weird, yeah. And, 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 and I don't know who's going where these days. So I, Fox now? You know, you know, <laughs> Kevin, Burkhart, Kevin Burkhart, and there's, they've got a picture of Brady waiting. Well, now, let's, let's check. The other sports, uh, you've got the NHIA standings for the different sports. Going to start off with um, Deb Grotz field hockey team for the Blue for the Blue Hawks. They are just so impressive. They 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 play as a team. They're relentless on offense. They've got a great goalie, and uh, you know they 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 had a game against Wyndham the other day that uh, was a repeat of the championship game last year, and just like that they tied. So again. <laughs> Stay tuned, yeah. because that game might happen again yeah. uh, at some point. But uh, the Blue Hawk field hockey team at 5-0-1 are rolling like crazy right now. Uh, over on the soccer side with Dan Curran, um, they're off to a great start. Uh, they are at 4-1 and one right now. Never a dull moment with the girls' soccer team. Megan Young, all-state yeah. players and great players all the time yeah. and undefeated as expected. Uh, How would you like to be at that house at Thanksgiving? <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, Megan and Dan are that brother and sister. Right, right. And no, they don't talk about soccer. They no, I'm sure they don't. Really talk about <laughs> and the golf team, off to a good start. Yeah, I want to uh, mention something there. Uh, there's an uh, article in uh, Seacoast Online about the team. Uh, yeah. 
Coach Bailey yeah. and uh, Connor Allard and, and the guys having a great start to the season. And this is a stacked team from what Coach Bailey said. And I did want to mention something that uh, our producer, Bob, who is uh, definitely a cross-country guy, he let me know that the Exeter High School boys cross-country had four runners in the top 15. They earned the win, and that was last Saturday at the 18-team Bobcat Invitational. It was named after Bob. Did you know that? <laughs> and uh, actually, uh, Will Hoffmaster, who came in seventh overall. He had a time of 17 minutes, 15 seconds. So congratulations to the Exeter cross-country team. Two-minute drill time, gentlemen. Uh, Rich, I'm going to give you a second to get your thoughts together. I'm going to let Sam go first. Well, people who are regulars watching or listening to the show uh, know that I lament about baseball all season long. And we've only got two, two weeks left to go. The poor Red Sox continue to struggle. Uh, what's going to happen to Xander Bogarts? We don't know. Uh, is he on his way out of town? We'll just have to wait and see what happens with poor Xander. But again, I, with two weeks to go, I'm going to give my fearless predictions right now uh -oh. as to what's going to be happening. Uh, we all know that the Yankees and Houston are going to win their divisions. Uh, and in the Central, we've got a race, Cleveland and the Chicago White Sox. Now, the Chicago White Sox have been stumbling over themselves all season long. But now that Tony La Russa is out of the dugout, Tony, I hope you're better. I hope you feel better. But not having you in the dugout has been a resurgence for those White, white Sox. Now, Cleveland's got a couple of games uh, in advantage going into the last week. But my prediction is the White Sox is go are going to catch them. And the White Sox will be in the playoffs. Uh, the teams for the wild cards will be Toronto, Tampa Bay, and probably Seattle. Of those three, never discount Tampa Bay. They just uh, turn it on when the playoffs start, exactly. and uh, they can be around for the, for the, for the final four uh, when we get to the American League playoffs. Over in the National League, uh, Dodgers uh, oh, yeah. having a great season, um, and the Mets, I think they're going to stumble again. Mets fans, don't, you know, don't fear. They will blow it, and Atlanta will take over that division and get there. And then in the Central uh, Division, uh, St. Louis will be there. I always like to play the Cardinals. I'm a big Goldschmidt Arenado fan. But again, you can't go against the Dodgers this season. If their pitching comes around, you know, they've had a lot of injuries in the pitching staff. Atlanta's the defending champ. You know, don't discount them until they're defeated. Get a good rest over this winter. Because when baseball rolls around in April and we've got the pitch clock, oh, yeah. the crazy yeah. pitch clock, yeah. and we've got bigger bases that are going to be going on, okay? We've got all these rule changes that are going to be happening next season. It's going to be a wild, wild west in baseball next year. You know, you're going to have guys standing outside the box and the umpire is going to turn to them and say, oh, that's strike a strike. <laughs> and they're going to go, they're going to flip out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's going to be, it's going to be oh, yeah. wild all to see if we can get baseball to under two hours and 30 minutes yeah, a game. Don't, don't, don't think it's going to happen. Coach, what do you got? Uh, no more shift in baseball? Is no more shift. I forgot about sure. that. Next oh my year God. as well, Every, so that's going to be different. Don't stand on that grass. <laughs> yep, yep. Don't do that. I, uh, I'd rather, I'm going to keep it more local. Um, a couple of things. To, uh, shout out to our viewers on Blue Hawk Football. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Um, I've been asking for viewers to check in on us, you know, to see how far away they are. I noticed and, your phone going yeah, off a lot it, during the, it the It did. Program, I actually yeah. got some text. So <laughs> please, um, if you're out there watching the game, enjoy. We want to get to like maybe 1,500, 1,800 viewers on a Friday night game. 
we actually had 800 on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. So, Excellent. I mean, we're making progress. We're making changes in the booth and with the field and the camera views. And hopefully you'll see something before the end of the year where we're actually on the field. So I'm looking forward to that. Shout out to Exeter Hockey, too. We've already started weightlifting for the year. And um, wow. okay. I, I'm, as soon as I leave here, I'm going up to the weight room with the, with the Exeter High School hockey team. They, uh, they've been at it since June. So awesome work. Well, I, I want to follow up on something you just said about the uh, TV, whether it's Facebook mm -hmm. or, or YouTube. And uh, I know this program is on both. And uh, also, we have a podcast version of the show I've been talking to folks about. So make sure you like it. And that's another thing, Rich. You've got to tell people to like it and subscribe. The only other last thing I wanted to mention, I think there's a job opening. And I don't know if any of you guys are interested in it. Rich is too busy. Sam, this could be something you, well, no, see, you're not qualified. You're from Portsmouth. <laughs> I, the other day, I met the doctor for just a checkup. And this woman was checking out. And she's very talkative and she's telling the ladies at the desk do you play pickleball <laughs> and they and they said uh no what uh, pickleball and they, she starts going on a spiel about pickleball so anyway she says i'm the stratum pickleball ambassador and she starts handing out cards to everybody so stratum has a pickleball ambassador exeter needs a pickleball ambassador I don't know. Who, have you got anybody we can nominate? I think, I think the term ambassador might need to be adjusted to commissioner. You really need to be a commissioner. Oh, there's a commissioner. I, I've seen him on TV. <laughs> oh, there, the there, West there, Coast. there, there yeah. already is a commissioner. Oh, yeah, on the oh. West Coast. Yeah, big, big cheese. They had a tournament here at the recreation park a little while ago. I like that ago. the woman's pickleball card is green. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's a nice lady. I mean, she's well-intentioned. She's trying to drum up business, and they, they have a thing going on in Stratum at Stevens Park. So... Uh, Congratulations to her as ambassador. We got to see if we can get an Exeter ambassador. Okay. Bet you we hear that there already is one, and you're about to get an email. That's on. right. Oh well, oh, hey, that's right. what. There you go. Seco <laughs> Sports Forum at Yahoo.com. There you go. Well, that is that's it, gentlemen. Okay. Uh, Rich, thank you. Yeah. Coach Kane, you did a great job. You're welcome back anytime. We'll get your partner on, you know, in the booth with us next time. I hope. Awesome. And uh, we can rehash the, the games and other things that are going on in Blue Hawk Nation okay. and uh, elsewhere. Sam Bruno. Behave yourself. You're a busy man, and we'll, uh, we'll be doing a lot of work between the Blue Hawks and the uh, Wildcats in the next few weeks. So on behalf of Rich Kane and Sam Bruno, I'm Sherm Chester, inviting you to join us for the next edition of the Seaco Sports Forum.